now I present you. <laughs> I now present you, Mike Leach, coughing fit. Um, then that, you know, and then all of a sudden, well, they're kicking it off, and then. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness! Sounds like me. I'm working on this yeah. trademark. That's exactly what I thought. Hello, I'm Robert Stack, and you are listening to the Ask Casters podcast. Ask Casters, happy birthday! You have turned 21 episodes old. We will give our episode all the presents for turning 21 episodes old. I've also got a disaster that is currently the Indianapolis Colts and Jeff Saturday's hiring, but we wanted to actually start with some hockey before we started recording. We were talking about a nasty injury to Evander Kane uh, that took place last night, and we just wanted to actually start there before we were just, like, being repetitive to ourselves. Let's just hop right in. Shawa, you saw this injury. By the way, how are you? Good to see you. Good to Uh, talk to you. Good. Uh, Underneath the Rockies uh, in my girlfriend's basement. So doing fine. Nice and cool down here. But, um, yeah, how are you gentlemen doing? Good. I'm uh, um, drinking. I've got my third beer of the evening going on, and that, I'm just feeling great. They're going down really well on a Wednesday. Yeah, halfway through the week. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, TJ? You know, how are so, you doing? I'm doing fucking great. Cause sometimes I get onto our YouTube page, and I see what what's fucking suggested. And um, I have Sports Illustrated Year Sports 1995 with Steve Young. And then to the side, it has inappropriate veggie tail credit rolls. (laughs) That's amazing. So I I want to watch. You you might want to save that in our watch later playlist so we can all watch. Shawi, this is your thing. Like, that's your YouTube. I don't get on it. I mean, it's ours, but you're the commander of it. (laughs) That's not a good thing. It's like being the supervisor of of the janitors. If there's another one, if NFL refs played fantasy football. Oh, so like some of the shit we see uh, on Sunday Night Football when nine out of the ten flags were on the home team. I feel like we need to have it like our own segment right now. Yeah. Weird shit that Shawway looks up on YouTube. Yeah. Oh man, we so, could have, we could have a whole podcast on weird shit collectively we look up on the internet. But before we go down that rabbit hole, Shawway, yeah. Vander Kane basically slit his wrist yesterday. Walk us through it. Well, it was go fig. I don't know. It just it was a very interesting play where. I don't. It was. It almost looked like a no nothing play. Some players collided on the along the boards, and while Kane was falling, and Pat Maroon happened to skate by and accidentally clipped his wrist with this bottom of the skate blade, and obviously cut his wrist open. And quick, pretty quickly, there was a pretty decent pool of blood, and you yeah. could see Evander Kane immediately rush over to the bench, 
to get you know assistance. And there was a, there was some really there's a really deep dark amount of blood that was in that little pool that was on the ice. It was pretty disturbing. But luckily he's okay. He's only gonna be I say only, but he's gonna be out for three to four months apparently, which is crazy. He must have severed some tendons if that's how long he's gonna be out. Oh. It's not just superficial. It's gonna be a little bit more than you know just a cut on the wrist. Yeah. It, it was crazy. That's, you know, I just have one of those. There, there's two different types of people. There's people that never want to watch those replays, and then there's people like right. me that watch them a hundred times. And and I watched that one. Hey, I didn't right. want, I didn't want to pay any attention to the election coverage last night. So I, I saw that that Evander Kane thing was trending, and I watched that video. I was like, oh, my God. I was uh -huh. like, he was, he was terrified. Like, he, he jumped off of that ice so quick. He was like, and he he was holding his wrist, and he knew, like, I think he was scared of bleeding out. Right. It was it was crazy. Like, obviously, he covered it real quick, so you couldn't see how much more blood was probably on his glove or on his hand that was coming out. But I'm pretty sure with the amount of blood that came out initially, it was a, a good amount. And, you know, obviously, it's a good thing he was got off the ice quickly enough to get that taken care of before it got too much worse. And obviously, it wouldn't be as bad. Um, as the Clint Malarchuk video, which I'm, if you're a hockey fan, you know a lot about that, and we don't really need to go over that. It was a really disgusting and scary incident that luckily he survived. So very strange. You don't see that very often in hockey, and it's kind of crazy you don't see it more often with the amount of collisions and how sharp the players keep their skates. Yeah, and I, I think that's, before we actually start re recording the podcast, that's, we were just kind of like generically talking about that, and then that was kind of my question is that I, I guess I am stunned that that stuff like this doesn't happen more often because basically you've got, what is it? A total of 12 players on the ice plus some referees and all of them basically have knives at the bottom of their mm -hmm. shoes. And I guess I'm surprised that this doesn't happen more often. Yeah. It's an Edward Scissorhands wet dream. If you ask me, <laughs> yes, but nice relevant reference. <laughs> but... It is crazy to think about, especially like TJ, like at the lower levels, like what we play at, that it doesn't happen more often with dummies that play in that shit. So it, it but it's just crazy that more incidents like that don't occur. Shawway, the but. the players we play with can't get their skates off the ground; they're just kind of <laughs> scuttling. So much friction. <laughs> yeah. They're magnetic <laughs> skates. <laughs> But I mean, I one time I did get uh, my toes did get stepped on by uh, a skate. Gouda accidentally stepped on my toes when I was trying to change into my skates, and cut three of my five uh, toes on my right foot open. Oh, your that was a fun day. Your fuckles got hit. Way to go, good. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, Gouda. But no, it was, it was I needed the shave anyway, so I got hairy knuckles, you know, on my toes. But no, it, it was a it was a strange incident. But luckily, he's going to be fine. Just going to be out for a little bit for the Edmonton Oilers. So, were you saying that the profession at the professional level, and maybe I don't know, you guys tell me at the collegiate level. So, so are the uniforms a little bit different to the point where this is, I guess, more preventable? The socks are made out of dirt and different materials. The the gloves maybe are made out of different material. Is that what you guys were shedding some light on? Well, like the sock, like a lot of the socks the players use that wear socks, there are 
players that don't use them, and DJ can get allude with that or get into that. But the players that do wear socks usually wear Kevlar socks to prevent any cuts all along their ankle area, especially along the Achilles on the backside of their skate. But a lot of players don't wear their jerseys all the way down to their gloves. They wear them kind of up to their elbows. Or tucked in. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, kind of tucked in their elbows to have a little more freedom within their wrists and their the forearms. And the, so, the, the, like, back in the day when you had your big old fucking Coopers, like, yeah. you had a, like, six-inch fucking, like, slab of leather that yeah. went all the way up to your, like, high wrist... Now, right. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same point you're getting to. Like, there's, I mean, people want more root movement in their wrist, so they've cut right. the gloves down further. And I mean, I know my gloves are really small, um, and they're old as shit. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's like sacrificing movement for safety. It's kind of like a you you give some to take away. So yeah, what, you, what you're getting to, yeah, there's not as much protection as there used to be back in the day, twenty, thirty years ago. Yeah, and uh, like, <clears throat> I, 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 there are a couple goalies, and I forget we've talked about it before on the podcast, but there are a couple goalies in the league who don't wear socks. So, ass casters, if you're not a big hockey fan or a goalie fan, with a goalie turns around, you're looking at him ass ways. So that sounds sexy. <laughs> and you're looking yeah. at the, and you're looking at the back of his pads. You can see usually the hockey socks, um, being wrapped up by the pads. Um, some goalies don't wear anything, so they have bare, bare calves and bare ankles exposed, which is just like the fucking wildest shit in the world. Just like TJ, all calves. I mean, shit. I mean, that's where the girls come, man. I'll never forget when someone gave you a compliment on your calves. It happens a lot. Like, I don't want to brag, but... Oh, so uh, just a little calf story. So there was a really hot substitute teacher who used to work like <laughs> down the hall, and uh, like she oh, she was kind of short. So I was like, "Hey, do you need me to get anything off the shelves for you?" Oh my god! Oh yeah, I showed her my calves so much, and then like even when I bent over, I was like, "Oh, sh you gotta stretch these and sh you know fucking flex these bitches." Yeah, mm. get the roller out, baby. Let me see them things. <laughs> She never but, said a word to me, so. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, no, it, it was just a, a strange incident. And, like we were saying, with, uh, like, some of the players just kind of hike their their jerseys up, and there's not as much protection on their forearms as you would probably think or imagine there should be. But just a freak incident, and, you know, good thing it doesn't happen too often. We can move off of that topic. We, we will, and one of our our favorite ways to transition from one topic to another is our good friend, Coach Mike Leach. And Mike Leach has had a couple of <laughs> he's had a couple of winning weeks here. He uh, inspired a sideline reporter to basically not get married. That was awesome. That was uh, last season, though, wasn't it? Or was oh, that this year? No, okay. that was this year. Then. Uh, close to Halloween here, last week or two, he was asked about his favorite candies, where he went into a nice little diatribe about Nerds Clusters and candy innovation and going to the dollar store for sprees. Amazing. Candy innovation. Now I present you, <laughs> I now present you Mike Leach, Coughing Fit. Um, then that, you know, and then all of a sudden, well, they're kicking it off. 
goodness. Sounds like me. I'm working on this <laughs> trademark call. That's exactly what I thought. Um, it's getting better, too. Um, well, then, we marched it down <laughs> I thought we could have been close. And Askasters, we want to we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Three Chai. Yeah. They have been with us since the beginning, and it sounds like Mike Leach has been listening to our podcast. So, Three Chai, thank you so much. I don't know if you heard that during Mike Leach's uh, rant there, but he did. He briefly said, "That's my trademark cough." Oh my god. So, God, TJ, that's going to be you in five years. Nah, I need to start eating gummies more, man. <laughs> yeah, smoking your lungs is never a good thing. Hey, yeah. Eat all the gummies you can. No, but hey, have you noticed on the bench I'm not coughing as much? Because we haven't played in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, recency bias. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Thank you, Three Chai, for the sponsorship. So, does that transition is us into college football, there, Andy? It, it does. So, uh, we, I think, did you have a chance, Shawway, to watch Tennessee lose to Georgia? Yes, I did watch a little bit of that, and it was, uh, man, it, Georgia is, <laughs> as the quote some of the kids say nowadays, they got that dog in them. They, like they, they played fucking fantastic against a really good Tennessee team. Yeah, they're going to win the national title. Um, you think they're going to repeat? Yeah, I don't see who fucking touches them. That's even, like, yeah. that's, I don't know who touches them. I was, <clears throat> I was stunned that Tennessee wasn't more competitive in that game. Um, I was not the only person that, that threw down money on Tennessee, but I nope, guess your, no, your, you your, your first indication that Georgia is really good should have mm-hmm. should have been the fact that Georgia was an eight point favorite in that game against the number one team in the nation. That that should have that should have been hint number one. Hint number two is what actually took place during that game, and that game wasn't even competitive. Like I think the final score was like a thirteen or fourteen uh, point spread at the end of the day with the Georgia victory. Twenty seven thirteen at the end there. That that game. That game was not even close. Georgia had that thing from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee didn't score a touchdown to the fourth quarter. So I'm guessing they probably let up by then. But, yeah, Tennessee just couldn't get anything going on offense. That Georgia defense is was just fantastic against the Volunteers. And Volunteers have a really good offense uh, that we've seen for most of the season. But Georgia showed up that night and just kicked the shit out of them and really didn't give them much room to do anything. They looked so. anemic. That offense they did, they, looked anemic. They kind of did, yeah. Um, they couldn't run the ball, and then Hooker was just kind of scrambling for his life a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he was 23 for 33 with 195 yards, one interception. I mean, he just didn't look great out there. I mean, he didn't look comfortable either. And that's what you want to do as a defense. You don't want to make the opposing uh, quarterback comfortable in that pocket. So they did a great job. That's why you turn up the temperature in the locker room at halftime. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the good old days. Hashtag Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I think the uh, I think the one thing that probably surprised me the most, more than the final score, 
it generally if you've got a team this happens in the big 12 all the time so generally when you got a team that plays offensively as fast as tennessee does that plays at such a pace where they get you know 70 80 plays during a game usually even if they're not scoring points they're still running their pace they're still running quick Tennessee was taken completely out of their pace. Like, yeah. they got to the point where they got so discombobulated, they said, okay, well, we, we we need to slow the fuck down rather than speeding up. And it was that way for a while. Even when they got that garbage touchdown in the, the fourth quarter, shall we? They, I mean, it, it wasn't, they weren't the same offense that they've been all season. No, no, they were definitely not the same. They did not, they look like the balls from the last, you know, five years that we've, recognize them as but i mean you obviously give give georgia credit they're they're the best i think the best team in the nation right now and, and they took on at the time the best team and kind of it pushed them around they they, they show that the georgia's number one should probably be number one in the tennessee you know don't give me don't, I mean, don't get me wrong i think they're probably still top four but georgia's the, the best team right now in the nation and do you think this hurts uh hooker's chances at the heisman or do you or does it help Stetson? Like, what, what do you guys think about that? So I think Tennessee still has a shot. Like, if they win out, I still have they, they still have a shot to get into the playoff and I guess potentially even a national championship. If if they get back into the playoff and maybe win the first semifinal game of the playoff, I, I'd say that he's still got a really, really good shot. But if not, I'd I would, say it's all CJ Stroud. I would I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, I think kind of a wild card in the Heisman, which I guess I'm not totally bought into this, but this may give you an indication of how far Oregon's come. Bo Nix, the quarterback for Oregon, uh, mm -hmm. is, is getting more and more discussion as, as a Heisman candidate, and, and he might actually end up in New York for the, the Heisman presentation. Oregon got absolutely curb stomped the very first week of the season. Georgia, right. But it, it, we keep going back to how good Georgia is. They lost by 40 points to Georgia. 49, wasn't it? 40-plus, yeah. So, yeah, so it Oregon, was not good. Oregon's come a long way since then. They're undefeated since that game. And I think some people are suggesting that Oregon's got a shot to, to sneak into the college football playoff. And the reason that is, here's a nice little segue, the college football playoff announced their final four teams uh, the first announcement of their final four teams, which consist of Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, and Michigan. And TCU, I think, is the one that's got the most attention as somebody that may not be able to hold that spot in the top four. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good team, but they do give up a lot of points at the same time. I mean, I'm Even, trying to think who they played last week. Give me a second. I'm looking their games I, up. But um, I, I think it was West Virginia. Texas Tech I'm last not week. Oh, it was Texas Tech. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Texas Tech. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, they do give up a lot of points. 31 to Kansas, 34 to SMU. I mean, they gave up 31 to West Virginia, I don't 24 think it matters. to Texas Tech. I mean, Big 12 is known for scoring a lot of points and not having a really – good defenses so I, it's just... if it, i don't think i don't think you're gonna have alabama in the in the sec championship game tennessee right. is gonna make the sec championship game 
I think mm-hmm. if TCU wins out and you have a one-loss Tennessee team, it's Tennessee in that fourth spot. Oh, for I, I would almost say for sure, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't see them at this point unless they lose another game. There's no way they're out of that top four. Well, and then let's look right. at this a little bit further. Michigan has to play Ohio State. Yeah, they won last year, but traditionally that's been a blowout. Um, yeah, that's been that's been a tough game for the the Michigan Wolverines the last decade. So, I mean, we'll see if they buck the trend and start winning, you know, more often. But man, I've been like you say, history shows. I've been snake bitten by by putting faith in Michigan before. Don't do it. I I think I think this Michigan team is good. Like I, and I think I think. Ohio State is just fluky enough to to have an off game against Michigan. Michigan, they can, man, they can run the fucking football, but like no trouble. I, I don't, I don't have any. Uh, I really don't have any doubt. And I say this, and this could be proven completely wrong when they play Ohio State. I don't think Michigan's going to have much trouble moving the ball against Ohio State. Now, granted, they may not beat them, but I don't think they're going to get shut down like they have been in the past. Can we look at who Michigan has played? That's fair. Colorado State, week one, 51-7. <laughs> Hawaii, 56-10. to UConn, 59-0. Those are all borderline <laughs> FBS schools, okay? That's not a joke. That's fucking real. Fucking you, UConn was fucking uh, Divi- or FCS fucking how long ago? Message. This is fucking ridiculous. Further, f- <laughs> yeah, furthermore, was... the Turpins of Maryland, they uh, 34 to 7. They won by a touchdown. They beat Maryland by a touchdown. Fucking fantastic. Iowa, Iowa can't score 27 to 14. Big I'm fucking surprised Iowa scored 14. It's a big day. It's a big month. Yeah, big at, day. At Indiana, <laughs> 31 to 10. Big whoop. At a Penn State team that doesn't look to be as good as they once were at the number 10 ranking when Michigan played them, 41-17, mm-hmm. and then they played Michigan State. Michigan State sucks. 29-7. Rutgers is a... Not, not in tunnel brawls, though. They lost a tunnel brawl. They... And, yes, as Shaw... Or, not Shaw. As C. Dangle pointed out on our last podcast, fucking cowards and pussies. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking cowards. No, I, 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 I don't. I'm not buying it. Not yet, at least. So I I'm kind of with you on that. Michigan always has teases like they're going to be a, like a, a a really great team, but there's <laughs> there's always something that's going to happen that you know, like oh, this is the Wolverines we've known for the last decade. So yeah, they, yeah it, it's going to be an interesting uh, game when they play Ohio State coming up on November 26. I guess I guess we'll just archive my my statement now and then. When they play Ohio State and they lose by 30 points, you guys can bring back the archive video of me saying that I I think this team's a little bit different, and I'll I'll eat that. That's fine. So, hey, uh, TCU's resume. Uh, let, let's compare this up against what we just said for Michigan, and let's see what we think. Uh, a, a week one victory against Colorado. 38 to 13. Sorry, Colorado. I'm sure you made money off that. I, I did. Thank you, Colorado. Um, a yep. 59 to 17 victory against Tarleton, which I think just opened their school like two months ago. Uh, <laughs> SMU, 42 to 34 victory. Uh, they mud stomped Oklahoma, 55 24. They beat a Kansas team, 38 to yeah. 31. That's a good victory. 
they <laughs> they probably started the down the downhill spiral for Oklahoma State when they beat Oklahoma State forty three to forty. I believe that was Oklahoma State's first loss of the season, and they've been a complete uh, mess <clears throat> since then. Then they beat Kansas yep. State, beat West Virginia, and then last week they beat Texas Tech by ten. Coming up in the next game. I guess this is where things are going to get pretty interesting. Their next game is at number 18, Texas, and they're a touchdown underdog. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Um, didn't Texas just get waxed over the weekend? Or no, did they? What did they do this week? No, no, they won. What did they, who did now, they play this week? Now up to 18, the old 6-3 and three Texas. Yeah. Oh, they play, they, they beat K-State. Okay. They, beat K, they beat K-State, yeah. Hmm. And then, and then they, well, they, and the, but previously, previous week they lost to Oklahoma State, so. Do you think. And then beat Iowa State. Do you think Texas' defense can keep up with TCU? I, Man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. That's, that's going to be a hell of a test. Like I, that's would you consider that like a pick 'em? Like it could be either or. Man, if I okay, I probably will throw down on this game. <laughs> but there you have it, folks. Uh, <laughs> Breaking news. I th- I think if I bet it, I'm just gonna have to bet Texas on the money line. I I think seven points, which is the suggested spread. I think that's a, maybe a bit lofty if you're a Texas follower or a Texas fan or a Texas money better. If Texas can get the run game going and steal yeah. time off of the clock, that is their that is their ticket to victory. Well, problem is Bijan Robinson's so good he can break open an eighty yard run exactly. For a touchdown. And that boy he can run between the tackles. Oh, that boy, that boy, that boy. That boy, I tell you, that boy can run the football, boy. I tell you. Yeah, and then we got some McDonald's, and I just ate it on the curb, <laughs> my boy. Yeah, yeah, I got some, I got some Mickey D's on the way, Mr. Rock in my cup. I'm doing good. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, that's going to be, that's, I, that's going to be a fun game to watch this weekend. I, I, I think I might tune into that one, so I don't have to watch how you lose again. Hey, boys, it's on at six. There's, there's really not a lot of good college football coming up this week so yeah if you're wanting to dial into one that might be a good one hopefully i'll be moved in by that time <laughs> what hopefully i'll yeah, be I moved hope... in by that time oh yeah that is true i gotta i'm helping i'm helping you move that day so we, you better get you better get some shit packed up so we can make that a swift change hey i've already started man my fucking living room is good to go good good I can't wait for that. Andy, you're gonna help come help with that? <laughs> why, and why and why is the answer no? <laughs> well, I think we all know why the answer is no. Nutrients. <laughs> I, it, 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 as my, electrolytes. It, That's it, what plants crave. As as my old man would say, I would be a good supervisor for that project. <laughs> we, we, yeah, they could be laying down on the on the job and still being able to do that. Yeah. You're good at that. Would you like to clean my floors? I would really not. <laughs> <laughs> How so, would you like oh, to fun. mow my lawn? Okay, so <laughs> okay, plant, plant my tulips. Any anything more college football wise? Because I've got a present that's coming out of a bag here that we're gonna um, give the good old TJ. Oh shit! Hold I on. Think, 
I think we're good on college football. Like, this is an actual thing? This like, is an it, actual thing. Like, I'm getting a Christmas present? Like, Yeah, um, because I, like your mom, cannot hide Christmas presents till Christmas. <laughs> Shit. All right. It's fucking November 9th, and uh, thank you, I guess. Here I, I mean, go. thank Here you. Yes, thank you. Here we go now. What is it? I, well, we don't know. We it's don't an know. Amazon box. Here we go. Ask Casters. This is a early Christmas present. I uh, have... Again, I have my, my mother's issue where I cannot... Not only do I buy Christmas presents too early, but apparently I give them away too early. Uh, so TJ is... There you go. You got little jingle bells in the background. Da-da-da. Yeah! The, the present is out of the box. The last folk hero, the life and myth of Bo Jackson... By New York Times best-selling author Jeff Perlman. I fucking have been eyeing this book for so long. Did you know? Oh my goodness. Didn't know. I'm going to have... Wow. Was that was that the one that was mentioned on Rome the other day? It was. It, Rome interviewed Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman was actually on uh, one of our local radio shows, The Drive. Jeff Perlman's been making the rounds lately on his... Uh, on his book tour, and Jeff Perlman's a phenomenal author. But yeah, I, I thought that that would be a little bit relevant for a podcast due to the the subject matter of the last folk hero, Bo Jackson. And I'm sure, I'm sure Jeff Perlman does an amazing job on this. He had, I think, I heard that he did over 1,600 interviews for this book. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, I remember. The, the yeah. number was just insane. Yeah, the first. That's awesome. The first two chapters, chapter one's titled, quote, a, The Little Rock Chucker. Chapter two is A Black Bruce Jenner. So I, oh, am, wow. I am I'm ready to listen to that or not listen, read it. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. That's a great, yeah, that's a good one. You're going to have to tell me about that because, you know, I don't read well. Yeah, you know, it's also available on all all Audible systems and all audiobook platforms. When does the movie come out? Hulu already made it. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, called YouTube Highlights. So, one of the, one of the stories that's in that book, I mean there's there's multiple just like insane stories and I think Jeff Perlman's title of The Last Folk Hero is actually accurate because some of these stories in there are like it's like no fucking way, like impossible. So stories about like in the de 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 decathlon that Bo Jackson hated the last event so bad, which I think was some type of a lot. I think it was the long distance run. I guess I should know that. But um, yeah, he, he hated that so, so bad that he got so far ahead that he didn't even have to compete in the last event of the decathlon. Then he'd want it. It's as so incredible that someone is that talented or that athletic that they can almost just kind of do anything that they put their mind to like with ease it's Bo, i wish i was i wish i remember bo jackson more was a little around longer when he was in his prime well to be able to, to watch a, a, an athlete or a person like that just to do what seemed like the impossible at the time well i mean if you were yeah shawa you and i kind of missed out by like five years on that but having mm -hmm. him and dion playing mm -hmm. two sports at relatively the same time 
and being prolific at both of them. Dion's the only one to play in a World Series and a Super Bowl. Am I correct on that? And then uh, old Bo is the only one to be in an All Star game for the NFL and MLB, or one of the or two of the four major sports. Well, Dion Jack or Dion Sanders was so crazy that he would play an NFL game and an MLB playoff game in the same day. Yeah, there's a yeah. Uh, there's a 30 for 30 about that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that with my brothers. It's really good. So, Anyway, so happy early uh, Merry Christmas there, TJ. I thought you would enjoy that one. Hopefully that doesn't collect dust and not get, get uh, red. But um, No, thank you. I, I, I have a little tear coming down uh, my eye. Yes. So hopping into the NFL, I- shall we? I can't wait. Well, uh, to go, piggyback on that, I can't wait for uh, the TJ to, to knock on my adjoining wall in our apartment <laughs> and say, "Come on, man! You gotta read this chapter. Bo Jackson just killed a shark." All right, Lawrence. Like your your Discord <laughs> picture is fucking Lawrence. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Lawrence from hey, Office man, Space. Women's are back on Channel Forty. <laughs> Look at the tits on her. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not coming over. I don't want you fucking up my life either. Lawrence, what would you do with a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> That's a pretty lofty goal. <laughs> <laughs> the type of chicks who double up on dudes like me do. You gotta hey, have money for shit like that. Watch out for your cornhole, bud. What a classic. By the way, have you seen that Walmart is using uh, Lumberg in their holiday <laughs> yes. uh, commercials last week? Yes. It's, it's so, been pretty good. So perfect. I'm like It is. I, Mike Judge, like I think he's like on my I think he's ascending into like my top 4 like my Mount my Mount Rushmore of just like creative motherfuckers. And why is the other two out of the four? Matt and Trey from South Park. Matt and Trey, they take up one spot. <laughs> they also they, they take up one. Is that possible? Yes. So, like, my Mount Rushmore has four persons but five heads. <laughs> it's like the dog in Harry Potter. <laughs> what kind of gr- what, what kind of Greek mythology is that bullshit? Dude, I watched Hercules the other night when I was really high. It was awesome. I crossed the river sticks. Wait, which Hercules? The the, the Disney one? Fucking Disney one, man. Hell yeah, that's a good one. With that, uh I forgot the hero, but whatever. Yeah. Hercules? Yeah. No, not the hero, the hot the chick. Not, not hot chick. That was weird. Chick. Meg? You talking about Meg? Yeah, and she had uh she had weak ankles, I think. <laughs> yes. And then Hades. The flamer. As people are saying he's a gay character now, and I'm like, okay, he just was in hell. <laughs> well, the devil was gay in South Park. I guess. I hey, guess. Stop it, Chris. Maybe. I'm maybe. not in love with a. I'm not in love with that Saddam anymore. <laughs> yeah, come on, today. Come on, gay. <laughs> no, Saddam. I told you we can't be hit meeting up like this. Come on, I just want to show you my maple stick. Hey. Okay, just maybe real quick. Yeah, give you a big wine, get a glass of wine, and I'm going to smack that big, fat, red ass of yours. Oh, you know how I like it, Saddam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the, Back uh, to football. <laughs> the Patriots... So Jackson, right? The Patriots got Frank Reich fired in Indianapolis. Yeah. Frank I mean, Reich got Frank Reich fired. 
No, he had been on the chopping block for a while, but I guess I didn't realize, like, I had heard that Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, I had heard that he was just fucking wacky, and I guess I just hadn't paid much attention to that guy. But after, oh, yeah. after his hire of Jeff Saturday and him kind of walking through that press conference of his... Oh, that was, that was a doozy. Oh, my God. And then it got me to thinking back to Daniel Snyder and Daniel Snyder's comment that he's got basically dirt on all the other owners in the league. I'm like, if the other owners in the league are like Jim Ursay, I bet he does have dirt on every single one of these motherfuckers. Well, Jim Ursay. Sorry, Joey. Go ahead. Well, Jim Ursay, I know he's had, and I not, I mean, I hope he's doing better now, but I know he's had moments where he's made ridiculous statements when he's been drunk at night. Um, that was reported back when um, Manning was still there. Yeah. yeah, but I think he's since, like, became sober. Like, he's gone through a lot of rehab and stuff. So, like, his stuff is public compared to other people, like other owners. Like, they're dirt, quote-unquote. Oh, so, yeah. like, Jim Ursay is kind of like an, I wouldn't say an untouchable guy, but it's kind of like, what can you say to hurt him? He's already hurt himself. Shit. So, I... But he was still a wacky guy. Like, he's still kind of teetering on the edge of being off his rocker, but not he's right there so and this move kind of proves that he's kind of maybe off his rocker a little bit so jeff saturday who's never coached uh professionally or in college he's going to lead a coaching staff that has no play calling experience coming in to a game with a crumbling team the las vegas raiders this week this this could be Think, oh my God, if the Raiders were to lose to this version of the Colts with Sam Ellinger at quarterback, Jeff Saturday at head coach, and an, I believe the play caller now for the Indianapolis Colts is some QB coach who's only 30 years old who's also never called plays. He's I mean, younger than us? Holy he, shit. 30 years old. So... I mean, this could be an app. If if the this is serious, if the Colts beat the Raiders, I think there's. I guess McDaniel's could get fired. I mean, you think do you give McDaniel's a full year, maybe another to see what happens after that? Because if that really does happen, it would be nuts. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think well, the Raiders will win. He but. would he would get fired, and then approximately one second later, as Carlos alluded to last fucking podcast, he would be the offensive coordinator in New England again. <laughs> that would be hilarious. We have announced... Actually, watch. It would be announced before he got announced that he got fired. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Josh, yeah, I heard it here first. But I that is going to be a wacky game because it a lot rides on the line for a lot of coaching staffs. So... It's it's gonna be interesting and hiring a guy and Jeff Saturday who really his only coaching experience is in high school and he was a TV analyst until this. Not to not to uh, is, sorry sorry shall we? I was gonna say like what do you guys think of that? Like is it because he is a known figure from the heyday of the the Colts that's not Peyton Manning or? 
kind of what what I, I don't know. So it just, it's just a very odd hire he for was, that position. He was already on the payroll as a consultant right. while he was working with ESPN. If I am Jeff Saturday though, Saturday though, why mm-hmm. the fuck are you taking that job? There's nothing. That's not. That's not going to go well. There's nothing that goes well. I don't think so either. I think it only hurts his legacy. It would only hurt his legacy if he fails with the with the Colts. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't. It, not in my eyes. You ready for this? What's that? Guess who Vegas has? Well, not all of Vegas sports books, but one of the Vegas sports books has Peyton Manning favored as the next full-time coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I've heard that. I've heard that rumor. Again, why in the fuck would you do it? Yeah. He doesn't need the mo- I don't he doesn't need the money. It would only be a challenge. It'd be a pay like, cut. Just pr- yeah, and it would only it would only be for him to prove that he is a football genius. He doesn't have to really prove it other than he was one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, at least in the last 25 years. He's already so. involved in so much shit outside of football. Um, yeah. Like, I, why would a, why would you come back? I don't know. And I wouldn't want him to leave the Manning cast, because I do enjoy watching them uh, on Monday nights when they do their Manning cast for those games. Well, so. they, could, they could have Eli and Cooper be the Manning cast, and they could make fun of Peyton whenever the Peyton did the, the, uh, the Colts are on. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what kind of headset they had to get him. An extra large for his big-ass forehead? Like, hey, did you guys know this is my brother? <laughs> hey, guys, do you want to do some scaring? And then hey. Cooper would be like, okay, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bert. Uh, so anyway, would, no. Would, would Cooper be Snuffleupagus? Hi, Eli. <laughs> nah, he's got to be like Oscar the Grouch, man. Like... <laughs> He's in the trash can. Yeah, like he's the banning no one fucking thinks about. Or like if they do, it's like, oh yeah, that's the other guy. That's right. Yeah, talking, I have to go grab a trash can. That's yeah, true. <laughs> Sometimes you need to do that. So, uh, <laughs> jo- Josh Allen apparently has uh, an injury to his elbow. Mm-hmm. The same type of area where Matt Stafford uh, had his elbow issue, which required. Tommy John surgery, and he hasn't looked anything close to the old Matt Stafford since that surgery. Uh, right. So, so what type of concern do you have for Josh Allen based off of what we know up to this point? Well, I mean, they, they, they're they saying he's day-to-day. Now, what, what that means, no one really knows. I mean, coaches could be saying that to, you know, toward the prepared uh, or the other team preparing for him. But it's a it's a huge huge injury for that offense because he has such a strong arm, and he's a big guy. So when he's out running for yards, he's hard to take down. So he brings that um, aspect to his game as well. But I I don't even know who their backup is in Buffalo. Who is it? I'm, I'd have to go look. But I think that's a very significant injury. And depending on when he could come back, I mean they could they could very well be playing themselves out of one of the top spots in the AFC playoff picture. I mean, what do you guys think? I think they're backup, and I'm looking this up right now. I think they're backup. I know who it is. It's Chase Daniels. It's Case Keenum. Oh. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, Case Keenum. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. These are these but, are just those nuggets of knowledge that I, I wanted to know in case one day I was on a podcast and asked who was the Buffalo Bills backup quarterback was. 
And now we know. And look at you. Look at you shining. Just glad you didn't say Jim Kelly or something like that. Uh, he's their backup backup. <laughs> he looks a but, lot better. Like, because he had his cancer. Can't, like, he had cancer. I don't think he still does. He had it like he three or four times, better, right? Yeah. He's, he's had a lot of bouts with it. He's just... <laughs> yeah, good for him. Thankfully, unlike their Super Bowl teams, he's won those battles. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's better that he won those <laughs> battles instead of... I mean, it worked out right. for everyone. Exactly. Well, yeah, you being a Cowboys fan, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shawa, you got <laughs> but, but Andy, what do, you, what do you think about, like, what do you think their chances are with his injury? I think he, they avoided in, uh, surgery from the last update I heard today, but it, he's still not necessarily out of the woods. Yeah, I would, so the, the line on this game has only moved two points, so, uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo is favored against the Vikings coming up this week by five, and it's pulled back to three. Uh, so, yeah. but I think if there was really, like, true confirmation that Josh Allen wasn't playing this week, I think that the, right. I think that line would have moved more. I would probably agree with you, but may, I, I mean, with them saying he's day to day, we don't know the seriousness of his injury per se right now. So, yep. Yep. He could, it could be a thing where he misses one week, could be a thing he misses a month. We don't know. I have him on my fantasy football team in our Quick Trip League, and I've been monitoring the situation very closely. Very closely. Very closely. Very. I've been in contact. Who's your backup? Tua. So it ain't no thing. That's it not a bad backup. It ain't, because no one fucking, I, I know how good I am. Um, It ain't no thing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, says he's good to go. I don't know. I think he's going to be good to go. Okay. We'll see. He's a we'll see from Sean McDermott. Yeah, that's not very telling, but maybe it's more telling than we realize, so we'll see. So, uh, anyway, other than that, I, I mean, with their defense, they could still only score 17 points and only give up three to seven and be fine in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, Shami, what do you think, moving on to your team, Kansas City, and also speaking of relevant AFC players and AFC teams, what would you think of the takeaways from Kansas City and Tennessee? Well, I will say the Chiefs' defense, despite the first couple of series against uh, basically Derrick Henry, they actually played pretty damn well against a, a very tough Tennessee uh, offense. They're, once Henry started running downhill, it's tough to stop him. And like I said, besides those two big, I guess, three drives, the last ten drives – the defense only gave up 10 yards total. God. And that's that's pretty astounding. And don't get me wrong, they didn't throw the ball very well because I don't know if they trust Willis that much compared to the Tannehill to throw the ball. But, man, they definitely did not test, you know, the secondary of the Chiefs' defense, which has at times been suspect when you – even if you just throw up a ball for a one-on-one to try to see if you can't move the chains with getting a pass interference call. They didn't even try that. Yeah. They just kept trying to run downhill and – the Chiefs, you know, were able to make a lot of stops, and you would think with doing that, the Chiefs would have put up 40-plus for the amount of times the offense had the, the Chiefs' offense had the ball. But just one of those nights where they things were not clicking. It, it just wasn't moving as smooth. The offense wasn't moving as smoothly as they usually are. And give Tennessee's defense credit as well. They played really well against uh, Pat Mahomes. They put a lot of pressure 
on him with only rushing four and five guys at a time where they weren't bringing a lot of blitz packages. And the offensive line for the Chiefs just didn't play up to the standard they should be held to. But Patrick Mahomes, like always, puts the team on his back and ties the game and then was able to drive him down the field in overtime, get that field goal, and then the defense got a bit huge stop in overtime. I thought the defense was the star of that that uh, that game, honestly. Not from the very get-go. I thought it was going to be the other way. But I thought the defense for the Chiefs played amazing for uh, for that game. And let's, the Chiefs offense wasn't doing well. Let's not forget, Tennessee Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year. The number one seed. Yes, they did lose A.J. Brown. Um, they were playing <laughs> yeah. without Tannehill. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it's a very it's formidable t- Tennessee team. Mike Vrabel has got that team playing well. Like it, it, they they play hard in defense. They're they're going to be in your face. They play to the, the the edge of the whistle, and that offense when when it's clicking, it can put up 30, 40 points when they want to. And obviously, Derrick Henry is just a man amongst boys out there. There, it, it's very hard to stop a guy like that when he's uh, when he gets into the this you know the to like the the linebacking and then the secondary there's very no one's really going to stop him you have to stop him pretty much at the line of scrimmage or b- before he gets going so hey, we, chiefs did a good job at that shall we, oh, we i thought that was andy talking good about the chiefs it was Shalway. hi sharon hi. <laughs> I, thought, I had to come down here because i thought i heard andy talking good about the chiefs but it wasn't andy it was you yeah, it was me. Go Chiefs! Sharon, tell us Go what you Chiefs. think. Chiefs. Did you send me my picture of my hockey skull? Not yet. Okay. Sharon, tell us about the Chiefs. They're awesome. I thought they lost the other day, but I went to sleep, and when I woke up, somebody said they won. <laughs> okay, what? that's good for me. And then, uh, what's the medical report on Josh Allen? Very good question. Oh. Wow. Uh, J- Sean McDermott, the head coach, said, quote, we'll see, unquote, today. Oh. <laughs> That's 50-50. Yeah. Don't sound good. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I see they threw the concussion guy back in the, on the field. The concussion guy. Tua. Concussion guy. Yeah, Tua. Tua Hula, whatever. Tua, Tua Hula. Hula. Sharon, have you had any chocolates today? Two. Oh, shit. That's why she got down the stairs so quick. They're up here. <laughs> Good to talk to you, Sharon. Oh, I'm going to show Andy this hot. Um, okay, you know, like these four liters, the young ones, how good-looking of wives they have? Yes. You know, like Kate Middleton and what's the one from Jordan? Rihanna, whatever her name is. Uh-huh. Okay. Now Denmark has a hot one. Let's take a look. Let's look at Denmark. I have hot. to go find her. So oh, oh, the Prime Minister <laughs> of Finland? She's hot. Her name's Mary from Australia. Dude, the Prime Minister of Finland is... She's hot. She's like, is she? She's like my age. So why yeah. she's doing that? Uh, what do you got? You guys got more to talk about? Or we final thoughts? No, I mean, what did you guys think of the Chiefs game? I think we that's what we were talking about before... Uh, so I, I, I think it was a, it was a good, good game by the Chiefs defense. The offense just, one of those games just happened. They were not clicking on all cylinders, but you know, a win's a win. They don't, they don't ask how they ask how many. <laughs> what did you think there, EJ? 
Um, I didn't really watch the second half. I uh, I fell asleep. It was a it was a good sleep. <laughs> I was a tired lad. It was past his bedtime. It's 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 hell to turn thirty three, man. Were you were you? Yeah, just it's just tough. Were, were you just lullaby to sleep by some Kenny G? Mm. Uh. TJ, it's time for you to take your three check. Oh, already. It's for the night. It's already in. Oh. Ah, okay, it... en enough grunting. That was a little much. Sorry, it was more of a glottal. <laughs> Sher <laughs> Sharon, oh, with, Sharon with the ultimate tease right now. She's What's brought, that? She's brought down her tablet with the purpose of allowing me to see this hot uh, soon to be, soon to be queen of Denmark, and apparently we haven't got to the right part of the video. Meghan Markle. You can tell that Denmark is not a rich country. I mean, in, I read this. Oh I my read goodness! Which country? They have one of the high, highest GPD per capita. Well, there's some of them that they rated them about which dynasties had the were worth more. What in the hell is on? Finland, I think, was really bad down there. But who gets, who gets uh, health insurance? What is playing on your iPad? Oh, the wedding. Sharon, every developed country gives health insurance. We're the only ones that don't. I know. Well, that's, that, that answers your question. Do they pay taxes? Yes, their tax rate is the same as ours. Does anybody know who won the billion dollars yesterday? <laughs> yeah, former NFL player. Yeah. Or NFL player. That's what. <laughs> God. Are you watching the royal wedding? Well. Not of Denmark. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't. Or as they call, as they call in Den Denmark, <laughs> Tuesday lunch. Okay. to a restaurant and the waitress comes up and says, are you finished? He said, no, I'm Danish. Oh, God. Get out of here, Dad. Boo. Boo. That's a bad joke about Norwegians. They're swabby. Swabby. So, we've completely lost track of this one, so you guys want to hop into final thoughts? Uh, well, we can, or we can talk talk about you know, maybe some hockey that happened this last week since we got a, you know, I mean, I know we talked about Evander Kane at the right off the hop, but I mean, New Jersey and Vegas are rolling right now, boy. No, Vegas is, Vegas is, um, Vegas is rolling. Well. No, New Jersey, just celebrate it. New it's Jersey okay. sucks so much. They suck. They're the fucking worst. They're the scum underneath my toes. They're awful. I, well, I mean, that's fine that they're scum underneath your toes, but they're playing good hockey right now. No, I mean, they suck yes, they so are. They much. Are. I'm not trying to get your hopes up. It's okay. It's a, it's a glimpse into the future. Just accept it. No. How's your How are the Avalanche doing? Uh, they Well, they just played the Global Series over in Finland against the Columbus Blue Jackets and beat the shit out of them in both games. Oh. So, Rantanen had a hat-trick his first game. Um... Gorgia played both games and played very well. Like he is, he's becoming a the legit number one starter for that team, and kind of what the New York Rangers were hoping he could have been with them until um, Shesterkin 
came in and, and took that job from him. So, honestly, besides a few injuries, they have uh, Nishushkin just has going to get surgery on his ankle. Um, Byram's out with an injury, and so is, I think, Gerard. But rather have those injuries happen now than later on in the year and get those out of the way. And obviously, they still haven't even had Landis Scott play a minute yet. So, he's still like a month or two out. Well, so, the yeah. are playing well right now. And, you know, I mean, they didn't start as well as, like, uh, you know, like uh, Vegas or anything like that or anybody else. But they're 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 finding their rhythm, and that's kind of how they were last year to start the season. Our Vegas night fan just went upstairs because he was getting too tired. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. That's his... why you don't take your sleeping pill right now. Oh, so <laughs> his eyes looked all shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty eyes, they're watching you. No, I, I, I told Joel this uh, today. Um, New Jersey does look good, but ever since I started talking shit about them on the podcast, that's when we went. Yeah. That's when they started racking up all these wins. So, oh, so you're superstitious um, right now. Yeah. So New Jersey, you're the biggest pieces of shit ever. Like I well, hate you. Can you- can you tell me how bad Jack Hughes and Nico Hischer are playing them? Well, Jack Hughes actually has not even done, like, he's been getting his assist and shit, but he hasn't really gone off at all. Nico Hischer looks like a different player. And I don't Does say he? that that he looks like he sucked last year. He was injured a little bit last year and still kind of working on his offensive game. He is a he is dialed in. He is he's playing like one of the best centers in the NHL right now. Um, so like he what he was expected to be when he was drafted. As yes, high as he, was. he is. He will be in, he if he's playing like this come March, mm-hmm. he will be in consideration for the Selkie. Um, nice. He is playing tremendous hockey. Um, last night they were playing Calgary and Lindholm was not playing directly against him. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think you had two of the best defensive two-way, 200 feet centers playing in the league last night. Um, so that was, for me, that was fun to watch. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to see, you know, a team that's kind of, you know, they've got a, a lot of, um, I guess comparisons to like their young core to Colorado's core when they were starting to, you know, turn the corner from their i guess abysmal 48 winter point season whatever that was back in 2016-17 yeah so they're getting they're getting a lot of um a lot of praise for their cores it's finally starting to play up to their uh potential uh, i guess I, I don't know if they're they're goaltending i wouldn't i don't know if it's suspect but it's still not i think vanacek is playing like he's playing sure. he's playing all-star quality minutes right now he has right, a. But can, he, can he maintain that over the rest of the season? That is yet to be decided. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a bad goalie. I just we don't know sample size wise. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe Mackenzie Blackwood's day to day right now. Um, so Vanacek's getting uh, the. They have the same doctor as Josh Allen. <laughs> yes, he's get. They're all getting Tommy John surgery. The, the L. <laughs> the, the L. A. Chargers doctor. <laughs> yes, puncture wounds to the lungs. Yeah, you but don't, no. You don't. I think I think I think New Jersey is is a fun team to watch right now, and just to see where they could potentially go. And you know, it, it 
I think they're playing a lot better than the New Jersey or New Jersey, sorry, the New York Rangers. I mean, the Rangers were expected to be one of these elite teams, and they've just kind of been so so right off the hop. So who has I, been who has been hot for them is Capo Caco. Um, he is growing yeah. into a really good player. Um, yeah, he he was in the same draft with Jack Hughes. Um, I kind of wanted him over Jack two, Hughes. Right? He went two. Yeah, he went two. Jack went one. Um, I'm glad New Jersey has Jack, obviously, but he's. It's good to see him kind of come into his own and um, that use that skill set that he had uh, coming into the league. Right, right now he's at Catco uh, is uh, is at six points in fourteen games, so not doing too bad uh, for the Rangers. But I mean, compared to the Devils, Devils are just they're ten and three right now. It's just great. Jesper Bratz, Jesper Bratz, Jesper, uh, boy's gonna get paid. State. I know, 18 points, 13 games. Nico Heischer has 14 points in 12 games. Jack Hughes, 12 points in 13 games. Dougie Hamilton, 10 points, 13 games. Their big players are playing big for them and doing all the things. So they're playing really good right now. And it's fun to see a team like New Jersey, you know, break through and, you know, play well, especially after, you know, a bunch of years where they've had a lot of, hardship and transitions where they just have didn't know where the organization was going to go so uh it's been fun to watch them but um i'm trying to see other other teams in this conference or in the eastern conference ottawa i thought was going to be a lot better and they're at the bottom of the atlantic they're at, unlike the titanic they're they're four and eight I thought they're going to be 8-4 at this point of the season. What about you? I thought they, yeah, I am disappointed with them. Not, I mean, I guess, I mean, they're a disappointment. I don't know. I don't know if I'm disappointed in them. I'm not their parents. Um, <laughs> he raised them better. <laughs> <laughs> um, What team are we talking about? Ottawa. Oh, yeah. This has been a three-chai moment. Um, Yeah, I, I, I thought... <laughs> I thought with Debrinket coming and with Kachuk coming of coming into his own, um, I thought they were going to be much better. Um, but they um, are fucking proving me wrong. So, um, sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah, like like Kachuk is you know point per game with Batherson, Giroux. Uh, Tim Stutzel and then Debrinket, they're all close to being point per game players, but then after that just drops off. One of their bigger guys like Thomas Chabot has really just been kind of so-so. It, it, it just ha He has not been playing well. So Josh Norris, who guy who got a big contract is not playing great. You know, guys like that just haven't stepped up when they were expected to, and I thought the Senators were going to be a lot better team coming off the shoot, but a lot, of, a lot of season left. You never know what could happen. Well, they're giving up a lot of goals. They've given up 44 yeah. in the season already. So, yeah. Um, and they're not scoring Sorry. a lot either. So that's just right. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just tough, as I would say. But um, but at the top of that uh, Atlantic Division is Boston, 11 and two. Like who, holy who has, jumping. Who has an unbelievable point differential? Plus yes, 23. Yeah, that is insane. So they're getting they're getting scoring where they need it. They're getting goaltending. I mean, they're I don't even think uh, Charlie McAvoy has even played a, a minute yet. And once he gets in the lineup, that's even be even more scary. Yeah, I think his so. what his knee. I think it was his knee, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, they're they're a really damn good team. Uh, 
let's see, Linus Olmark, which I did not think was going to be number one goalie back in this league, is 9-1, and one, and he has a 932 save percentage and a 205 goals against average. So he's and playing well. He has a security blanket. That's right. But the one thing the Bruins are doing off the ice are taking L's compared to their on ice. Uh-oh. Ooh, what are they doing? Well, last week... They sign a kid out of the USHL by the name of Mitch Mitchell oh, Miller. Yes. Well, who's Mitchell Miller, you ask? I am asking. He was a two, 2020 draft pick by the Arizona Coyotes. Oh. But after some news came out during that time, the Coyotes, I guess undrafted him in a way they they rescinded their draft pick and say we don't want to deal with this kid now what what is that you guys ask mitchell was part of a group of kids that bullied uh a, a fellow student at their school called him a bunch of racial slurs did a bunch of disgusting and nasty things to him over the years and just tor- tormented the poor kid and when any team asked about it, he would not want to comment on it and was was very, I guess, defensive about if he feels regret, if he said sorry, which came out. He never apologized to the kid and only really apologized oh to him and his family because it weighed like that weighed on him either getting signed or drafted. And he ne- but he's never still said a, like a word to the family or the or the kid he, that he picked on. And that was known back in 2020. Fast forward to last week. The Bruins signed him. And, of course, to everyone's shock, everyone's like, why the hell did you sign this kid? He has still not ever apologized to the family or has any regrets saying that, you know, he he regrets what he did. He he shouldn't have done it, blah, 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 what he should have done. He did come out with an apology on Instagram. But the, 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 the kid's uh, mother, that, uh, the, the kid he picked on, has acknowledged that he, Mitchell has never reached out to the family and said that he was sorry. And fans were up in arms over this signing. Like, why the hell would you sign a kid like that? Why would you want to bring that kind of bad press to the organization and that kind of, you know, bad juju to a locker room? And the Bruins management were saying, oh, well, we're, you know, we're still kind of looking into it, blah, 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 bull, all this bullshit. And, of course, a few days later, they finally released him. They say that we're just going to part ways. Well, fine. didn't we, Bettman... We did more, more quote-unquote, research and, and found that we found more evidence. I, I, But what more evidence were there? There was already the evidence that you had in your pocket that you just chose to ignore. Well, didn't Bettman release a statement that said, no, you're absolutely not going to have this kid on the NHL roster. He is not NHL quality human being. He is right. not going to be on a NHL roster. Yeah. Long story short, he said he is not a, he's not uh, eligible to play in the NHL. And he signed an AHL deal with the Bruins. But still, what? why? When? Why would you feel the need to, to bring a kid like that in? How how much slack does the front office in Boston get? Like, well, their 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 owner, Mister Jacobs, I don't forget his name. Apparently, is not the greatest human being ever. So it's kind of on par with some of the shit they do on off the ice. God damn! Like, I, that makes sense. I mean, 
I don't know. Bruce Cassidy, like, he doesn't, like, I didn't, like, it looked like players didn't like him, but also, I don't know, that whole, like, he was a very good coach. They did perform, Mm. uh, and they've got an aging base. I I don't know. And they're, well, Jim Montgomery now is having them playing great. And kudos on him for, kudos for Jim Montgomery for, uh, going through, you know, his tough times after he got fired in Dallas and going through his demons and getting all that sorted out. So it's kind of a, you know, someone who has come from the bottom back up to the top to recognize that. And a lot of the Boston Bruins players were outspoken about it saying, we don't want this kid around. We don't want him around our culture. This is not what we're about. This is not okay. And a lot of fans spoke out against it. Like not, I mean, a lot of Bruins fans were saying, we are not putting another dime into this organization until you release this player. We, we do not support this kind of behavior and this kind of person. So I, I, with all the backlash and I don't know if necessarily sponsors got into it. Don't know that whole details, but they finally made the right decision and released him. But for them to come out and say, oh, we found new evidence that supported uh, the decision to release some bullshit. There was, that was enough already not to sign them in the first place. So it was a lot of unneeded drama with the Boston Bruins, but they eventually made the right choice. But will it cost us Neely and Sweeney their jobs? We'll see. I, I would have thought by now their jobs would have been gone, but um, I don't know. I'd agree. I don't know. But no, I, I just I'm 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 glad that the the players spoke out and they you know how guys are kind of like in hockey they're kind of like about team and stuff like that which they were in this case but they don't really speak up against stuff like this very often. It's good to see a team united against uh you know hate and bullying like that stand up and say no we don't want this a part of our culture. No, tell them to move along. Especially in the NHL when the culture is yeah. not looked upon and it's I mean let's be honest it's a predominantly white sport right. for your uh, for predominantly rich kids. It's an expensive sport, um, so yeah, it's good to see that they're kind of focusing on inclusion and um, right. kind of shining a, a bright spot on the culture of hockey, is right. as opposed to a negative and, one. Right, and, and I mean, and he uh, Mitchell Miller is a good hockey player, which doesn't excuse his off ice. Uh, issues but it's not like he's a generational player so i it, to make that move was just very strange and i i don't understand it so i i'm glad that they finally made the right decision but it shouldn't have been done in the first place so i after reading a lot of uh comments online and just how people felt i i'm glad that the organization finally did the right thing so this is from the same organization who has its fans fight each other in the stands now you get that at Tulsa Oilers games. What are you talking about? I don't know. That's not <laughs> that weird. They're they're disqualified. They're minor league. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, that is true. That's yeah. I just it was a weird weird week of for that kind of a story to come out for the NHL. But um, other than that, no. Um, uh, what else do we have? Do we have anything else to talk about, or do we want to wrap it up for the for the for the pod, boys? Um, yeah, let's let's get to our uh, last words. Um, Andrew, who looks like he might fall asleep, his pupils are immensely dilated. Um, have at it. 
Um, so I'm just excited for World Cup, which is right around the corner. It's mm-hmm. the the sports the we're like the time to be a sports fan right now is so good. Football, obviously, hockey and basketball just started. Uh, and then the fact that World Cup, we get a whole month of it. Oh my God, I'm I'm so excited. Go Brazil! <laughs> Even a Brazil with their five thousand forwards on the roster. <laughs> yes. Shawweezy, what what you got, bud? Well, like we I, we uh, talked about earlier, I am a Colorado Avalanche fan. I have been since um, I remember watching them back when I was five, six years old, and they moved to Denver, which caught my eye. And a staple for them that's been in the broadcast team uh, with the Avs since 95, Peter McNabb passed away a couple days ago. And he's one of those first guys I remember hearing on those broadcasts and helped kind of helped me grow a love for the game. And his stories were always great. He was always a positive and nice guy. Um, so it's really tough to see one of those people that you admired and looked up to and helped you grow a love for an organization um, pass away. And it's it's unfortunate. And he battled cancer last year. He put it in, he beat it and was in remission and he was starting to get better and just, I don't know how he was doing the last few weeks, but it seemed like he was doing better. But it's unfortunately he uh, he passed away, and it was a very sad couple of days, kind of unexpected. And he will be very very missed within not just the broadcast, but you know just as a person and you know a, a, a very positive man that's on and off uh, the, the ice and on the broadcast. So R.I.P. to Peter McNabb. Um, I'll kind of piggyback off that, shall we? Uh, Peter McNabb also played for the New Jersey Devils in the yeah. late 80s, and I think he played into the 90s, but I might be wrong. Um, I think it was just early 80s, but yeah, pretty close to the 90s. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they, um, they had a memorial for him last night before the game versus Calgary, which was really nice to see. Um, uh, and, and like, kind of to your point, Shawe, when you have an announcer with a franchise like that, they kind of become the mouthpiece of the franchise. So that sucks, buddy, to to see that kind of thing to go. Um, my my parting thoughts are: I just want to thank uh, my fellow Askcasters, Andy C. Dangle and Shawe. Um, we made it to twenty one episodes. We uh, we uh, we've done this consistently for twenty one weeks. So I just want to thank you guys for fucking. It's been fun. Yeah, here's to twenty one more and forty two. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it has been fun. But yeah, no, it's been fun. Like we our our podcast can finally drink legally. Alrighty, ass casters, uh, get down with this our twenty first birthday with your beverage of choice. Or your smoke of choice, brought to you by 3chai.com. You can find us on the Twitters, guys, at AskCasters. We want to thank the listeners in San Jose, uh, Lone Jack, Kansas City, Leewood, Ashburn, uh, somewhere in Virginia again, um, uh, the Barbados. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, guys, thank you so much. We're out of here.